Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts, and today is part three of my interview with Tammy Wallace. She is a manager, she is a Heller Award winner, and she is the owner of Five Star Talent Management. Enjoy. Talk a little bit about the Talent Managers Association, which you are the treasurer of. I am. Um, The Talent Managers Association, I love it because we are there for each other. You know, and I think in any industry, it's really important that you support each other. There's plenty of clients to go around. You know, Um, if I have a problem or if I need an email or if I want to talk to somebody about an agent or a casting director, I can call my talent manager buddies up. And it's a plate. We have mixers. Um, We have the Heller Awards. And it's just, you're around like-minded people that understand what you go through on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, and we help each other out. So the Talent Managers Association is great. We have have a a code of ethics that we want people to follow. Um, And I think that it's, you know, actors have a guild, casting directors have a guild, agents have a guild, managers don't have a guild. And so that's what I like that. That, that I saw with that. I was like, that's yeah. a good way to, to build. Yes. That. And there's a lot of momagers out there and they don't know what they're doing. And it gives managers a bad name. So yeah. I would love to get a guild together for the managers. So we would have a set of rules that, you know, once you're in this guild that you follow, but the TMA is sort of, we do have a code of ethics. We do have our bylaws and we do make our um, 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 other manager adhere to it. Does seem to be a thing that yeah, TMA would kind of take care of. Is there is a lot of yeah people out there just like anybody can call themselves a manager. Oh, I'm I'm managing so and so. Really? What? Whereas with you know agent, you know there's franchise agents. There's this. There's that. There's a lot of different things. So I I think that's a good step in the direction of protecting actors, right? As well as protecting the business, so that you're not just getting this person doesn't know what they're doing. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of them out there. Big deal. And it's and it's a big it's a big job. You have to do, you have to do a lot. It's the same thing with like a casting director. People don't realize the amount of work. I mean, it 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 doesn't stop. Uh, you know, actors don't realize how hard we work for them and how little money we make. You know, I know actors complain sometimes because my percentage is anywhere from ten to fifteen percent, depending on where you are in your um, career. And I always strive to get you to that ten percent. Um, they have no idea um, that giving me that 10 or 15% is because, you know, technically you're supposed to do 80% of the work anyway, you know, and they don't really, but the amount of work I do for them, just for um, easy mathematical states. So you make a thousand dollars and let's say I take 15%, that's 150, your agent gets a hundred, that's $250, you get $750. So you get $750 for working maybe one day. That 150 that I've worked could have taken me two weeks to do. And, you know, I have clients that are like, I don't like, you know, they drop me because they don't want to pay that extra percentage. And I'm like, do you know how much time and effort I've put into you? I wish all my clients could shadow me for a day. I think that they would say, what is wrong with you for me? You know, my husband yeah. tells me all the time, he never sees me without a computer in my hand. I'm a huge Braves fan. So we have season tickets. Now, when I'm at the game, I'm not, don't have my computer, but I got my phone. 
But when we're sitting there watching TV every single night, when I'm watching TV, I'm working on my computer. You know, there's a, there's a funny story. There's a funny story about when we, my kids were younger, we were on a ride at Disneyland and I have an agent on the phone trying to get um, um, an audition for my client while I'm on this ride. And my husband's like, really? And I'm like, but hey, you know, you do what you got to do. But once again, that that shows actors and hopefully actors listening now that, look, this is how hard you're working. Yeah. You're not sitting, like you said, in a chair eating bonbons, as you said. Uh, do they even make bonbons anymore, by the way? I don't think they do. OK, I probably should change that. Marshmallows, I guess, or. Oh, no, no. Bomb, marshmallows, it's got to be something classier than that. How about drumsticks, maybe? Because I love my drums, drumsticks. Drumsticks. But yeah, drumsticks. I, you know, I say bonbons, and I'm like, I, and then I thought, they even make bonbons. I, that shows my age. The devil dogs. <laughs> oh, England. my gosh. <laughs> Where do you see five-star talent management going? Um, hmm. Well, we do some producing. Um, we have all the equipment to produce our own um, shows, and we have done some of that. I would really like to get more into producing for my clients, working on some of the what they've written and you know some of their projects. I think that's great. But I think that um, I'm really happy with where we are right now. You know, I have no desire to be one of the it's going to sound weird. I have no desire to be one of like the top management companies, like, you know, a management mm. 360 or something like that, because I like where I am. You know, I like the simplicity of it. You know, Cindy and I, it's just us. Um, I don't have assistance. I do everything on my own. Um, I think that sometimes when you have assistance, they can muddle the waters. You lose track of what's happening. And, and I'm not a micromanager, but I'm very picky about what I submit my clients on. And I don't trust other people to submit it correctly. And very that can well be said. a pro and that can be a con. But, you know, I trust Cindy explicitly. What else would you like people to know that we may not have discussed? They need to recycle and we need to take care of our planet. I'm sorry. Very good. You know. Yeah. Now let's throw something like that in. Okay. No, I think, you know, I think we've covered everything. I think that, um, I think the writer's strike right now, um, I worry about um, actors. You know, it is so difficult to make it in this business. Um, and and 99% of people are never going to be, you know, are never going to truly make it. I mean, you can, it, it's hard. You know, there's a reason that, you know, actors are struggling because it there's there's so many of them and now that you have the ability to send tapes in and everything's doing the internet there's just more and more and more and more and more but I always tell my clients never give up on their dreams um never lose sight never it's always got to be fun but this writer's strike is a good time for people to sit back um take time to really focus on what they want and when we come out of it whenever that is they can be recharged and ready to get to work um i think the strike could be i think it could be a long one because i think that the um, studios have shelved quite a bit of um, stuff they've been preparing for this for quite some time and you know the directors are probably going to strike and then we're going to have sag and after right behind it 
So, well, and it's really yeah. sad because, you know, um, COVID took a lot. I lost a lot of clients to COVID. They just could not like death, but I mean, they, they couldn't survive. So they had to go back home and they just didn't get back into the business. Um, management companies went under, agencies went under. I can see that happening with the strike as well. So, I mean, it, I think it's a bad time to strike. But even though I understand why they're doing it, um, you know, we just came back off of COVID. You know, we're just now getting back. I mean, they just dropped the vaccine mandate. And I know. Well, can you and do? did they have so, a choice? I don't know. <clears throat> I know. Do you have a beginning of the day routine? You know what? I am not a routine person. I am so not a routine. I am on, I'm a... I am just, oh, let's do that. I'm just a jump up and run person. No, I have no routine. Um, I Well, I get up in the morning and I take my levothyroxine. That's I have Hashimoto's disease. Okay, so that's a routine. Um, and then um, I make, my husband makes my coffee every single morning. So if he's not home, I am like, who's going to make my coffee? So I now have an espresso machine. So I make my own. I don't know what it is about me making coffee. I hate making coffee. Really? Even though making espresso is more difficult than making coffee. Even with just the little K-cups you can just put in there? Oh, and... we don't do K-cups. Those things are horrible. Yeah. Oh, they, they taste horrible. But no, literally every morning, my husband has my coffee made, the coffee pot. Yeah. And when he's he travels a lot for his work. And I'm like... I get up in the morning, I feel lost. <laughs> so sometimes my daughter who, because um, um, I, I have four kids, sometimes when she drops um, her significant other, her boyfriend off to work, she'll drop by our house to just grab a cup of coffee on her way to work. And she always knows to make extra for me. But mm -hmm. so I'll either make my espresso, which I make it, I'm very specific about that. If you want my details on my espresso, I'll let me give them a, or, or I'll drink a Red Bull, which is so bad for you. Um, oh, wow. My coffee. I have to have coffee um, syrup or um, caramel syrup on the bottom, then whipped cream, wow. then caramel, um, not syrup, but it's the thick stuff. What's the syrup and do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, the liquid That's stuff like you put, the yeah. car caramel flavoring, and then I and then and then yeah. um, espresso, if it sits for more than 10 seconds, it's dead. So I have to get it made within wow. 10 seconds and then I pour it on top of my um whipped cream yeah. you it's, called my, an upside uh, down do it's called an upside down dopio capani by tammy wallace you want to know what my uh my coffee is I do. it's it's just um decaf black you know i love let me tell you something i love coffee i can drink it cold i can drink it black i can drink it anyway when i make a cup of coffee in the mornings as a matter of fact i probably got this much still upstairs it takes me all day to drink it my yeah. husband is like, how do you do that? Because he likes it hot and he wants to drink it quickly. No, yeah. I, it takes me, it, it's a slow process for me, except my dopio capana. And that's, I like that, that one. See, the caffeine like really gets to me, like even just uh -huh. a half a cup of coffee. So I had to get used to, but I like the taste of coffee. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do decaf. And that's yeah, I did I it. Got. I actually did a DNA test because um, I, I love that testing stuff. I'm so I, I mm. love all this kind of stuff. And I did this uh, uh, testing and my body, like when I do sports, I play a lot of tennis 
if I take a shot of caffeine right before I play tennis, I play so much better because my body absorbs it in a way. Mm. Whereas alcohol, my body doesn't absorb alcohol the way it, you, it, you absorb it. So mm. I have what they call a quick flush on it. So when I drink, like, let's say I have a shot of something, you're mm. going to get all tingly and whatever. I'm going to get all tingly and whatever. You're going to get a buzz. I'm going to be like, where's another shot? I, I, for some reason, I, I'm a horrible drunk because I can't get drunk. And when I do drink enough, then that it, it just, it, it's too expensive for me. So I don't even hardly drink anymore. Do you, yeah, do you I was have with, a I was with, and, and there are certain drugs, like I've been sedated before and I've come out of the sedation and they had to, they're like, we had to, I had dental work done one time and they're like, we couldn't keep you sedated. We were going to have to take you to the hospital. And I'm like, why is that? So I went and I had all this blood work done and I had this, um, you know, on, you know, what, how my body uh, absorbs things. And um, that's when I learned that caffeine is really good for me um, right before I exercise and that I flush alcohol quickly and I flush a lot of drugs quickly. They just go through my system real quickly. And oh, there's all sorts of weird things with my body. Do you have a nighttime routine? Uh, let's hope I can get to bed before 4 a.m. is my nighttime routine. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm not a morning person. I'm a nighttime person. Um, I just, I, I, my husband's in bed at 11 every single night and I ha- I'm an insomniac. So nothing if you ask anybody what's Tammy's routine, they would go, she's weird. There's nothing normal about her. I have zero routine. Do you have routines? I do have some routines because I find it helps me, um, especially with sleep, blacking out the, the windows, making sure that it's completely dark so that I'm almost giving my brain a signal to go to sleep helps me um, trying to, you know, I have like blue light glasses that I put on so that, you know, I attend. So, that I, but it takes a lot of work. Oh, but well, I'm, from, I'm profound. Me, I'm profound. Sleep, I'm profoundly I, have a, I have a hard time sleeping. I will wake up in the middle of the night. But I, I am profoundly not deaf. perfect. So when I take my hearing aids out, I literally can hear nothing. I, I, I cannot hear. I could not hear a train going through my um, bedroom if I'm without my hearing aids. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I had, a, a, if a tornado were to hit, I wouldn't know, but I think part of my problem is we have two dogs and my dogs sleep in the bed with me every night. And my husband and I are the same way. If they move, we move around them. And sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, barely clinging to the bed, but, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I, I don't have a routine on anything. It's just, I do what I do. And, I know that a lot of people depend on routines, but I find with my business, if I have a routine, I'm going to end up being very disappointed. That's great. Um, because I travel a lot, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm going to Iceland on Saturday. So um, great time, rider strike. Let me get away for a little bit. Right. But um, it's just when you have my lifestyle, you can't really have a routine. Do you, do you meditate? I don't know if that got lost. No, I, you know, I should, I don't meditate. I think one of the things that I do every night, but it, or could be sometimes during the day, I try to plank every day. I know that sounds weird. Mm. No, I've heard this. People do this as. Yeah. I, I try to get my planks in just for my core, my body thing. Um, I play a lot of tennis. I try to work out. 
Um, but like I said, that's not even a routine. It's just when I can. I would love mm-hmm. to get into yoga. I have two knee replacements. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, it's just finding the time. That's one of the reasons routines are hard for me is because, you know, I just never know where I'm going to be. I was in Vegas last week. Um, and then um, I go to New York on Saturday. We're going to go see Hamilton Saturday night. And then we get on a cruise ship on Sunday. Um, and so, and I'm always with different people, whether I, you know, I'm with my sister or my husband or one of my kids. So routines are just, I, I think I would, be, I would be crazed if I had to try to do a routine. Um, what are you uh, reading? Oh, I love to read. Um, I, let me see, what did I just get done reading? God, I read so many different books. Um, right now I've been reading a lot of political books. Um, I read Pete Buttigieg's um, biography um, and I read um, um, Obama's and I read Brock and Michelle's um, in case you didn't know where I was politically. Um, And then I've read all the books about um, Trump's presidency and, you know, things that he did. Um, So I'm on that phase right now, you know, and then every once in a while I'll go into a phase where I want to comedies so I just I'll just look and you know and and see what I like and I get my I have something like a Kindle and I just start reading but I've got so, a whole so you, you use a Kindle mm-hmm. well it's not it's, it's one of those little um pads that you know mm. I, I used to have a Kindle but now because I use my my little I've got like four different computers and one of them is a little pad so I can read when I'm on planes and when I'm doing things that's so awesome. I always like to try to read and, um, you know, just, I, I love reading. I've always been a big reader. What are you, uh, what are you listening to right now? Well, I'm getting ready to go to Matchbox 20 concert July 2nd. Oh, cool. I've already seen them a couple of times. Um, so I'm listening to their new music. So I literally will stand and sing the whole time. Um, but um, I'm really big on um I listen to my daughter's music and my husband and son um, and my daughter have a band, but um, I love Alanis Morissette, Matchbox 20, along those veins. Train, good with that. What's your favorite Matchbox 20 song? Oh my gosh, I have so many of them. Um, I don't know, I have so many of them. The the only thing that's going through my head right now is Smooth with Santana because Mm -hmm. I was listening to that. So that's the only thing I can think of right now. For me, it's 3 a.m. I, oh, I love, I love 3 a.m., but they're really good in concert. I've seen them in concert quite a few times. Oh, that's cool. I love Heart. Heart's a big mm. one for me. So I'm not into Taylor Swift. No, uh, no Taylor actually, Swift. Actually, a friend of mine uh, works security for Taylor. So, oh, yeah, wow. not into Taylor Swift. Um, That's like my favorite artist, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, I'm not. In, you know what? And I applaud her for everything she does. I really do. I applaud her. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the hysteria behind it because her music doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Um, I, I hate I hate country. Now, I have old, old country, Tammy Wynette and that kind of stuff. But I was Hank raised. Will- Hank, Hank Williams. Yeah, wasn't a Hank Williams dude. Um, no, not, you know, not, not, not even Klein. the original. No, Patsy Cline was a good one. I have some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, some of the Dixie Chicks stuff, but other than that, I'm not a country right. person. Eminem is my only rap 
artists that I like. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I love Eminem. I love that you like Eminem. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, but I like older music. I, I'm not into a lot of the newer stuff. Even uh, the Imagine Dragons, the drummer mm. for Imagine Dragons used to be the guitarist for my daughter's band. So Yeah, I saw some stuff there when I was doing my research. So I was oh, okay. You that. feel that? I saw, I saw some of that. Uh, well, I saw some of your... Um, there was something about Imagine Dragons, and I was like, okay. She must have yeah. some kind of... So Daniel I put two to and two a, together. Yeah, Daniel used to be in our band. He's a great guy. Yeah. Very sweet. A little eccentric now. <laughs> but I think money does that to you. It can. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So, um, you know, I'm... I'm um, it's so funny because I'm such a different human being. I mean, you know, I love the theater, um, but I love NASCAR. I love the Braves. You know, um, I love tractor pulls. I mean, I'm pretty much game for almost anything. You You're know, like you a put, dichotomy. You put a grease pig <laughs> in a pen and ask me to go chase it, and I'll go, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. Seriously, that's the type of person I am. I love it. What do you what are you what are you watching now? What am I watching right now? Okay. Yeah. This is real. Okay. I have been obsessed with court TV and the cult mom who murdered her children. And I like some reality TV shows, which oh, don't tell anyone because I'm in the entertainment. Because, you know, the writer's strike caused reality TV, the last writer's strike. No, but the ones I like are the cooking shows. I'm not into, you know, the Big Brothers and Bachelor or Bachelorette and that kind of stuff. No, I like the ones that are, you know, like the cooking competition shows or, oh, RuPaul's Drag Queen. Mm. So, yeah, but uh, I I watch court TV. When I Here's the thing. When I am working, because I'm going deaf, um, sound is really important to me. So I like to turn something on, I think just because I want to hear it. It's like, because I know someday I'm never, I'm not going to hear it. And, and, and because I'm profoundly deaf and when I take my hearing aids out at night, it's, it's scary when everything is just so silent. So I have a TV right here. And so I usually have court TV on um, or a, um, a news channel because I don't have to focus on it. And if just something comes up, like, you know, oh, they got a verdict, I can stop. Um, but um, so I can't really watch a lot of TV because I'm too busy working. I'm well, weird. So I'm much. Telling you. I, I, I love it. I, I love you. You're like a dichotomy of everything. I am. That lot. I you're am. A dichotomy. It's awesome. I am, you know, but um, I think you sort of have to be to be in this business. One of my like biggest issues with people in headshots is that people think that when they're taking headshots, um, that to me, it's like, and you probably don't remember this because you're way too young. But when I was little, um, you know, our dolls that we had, they were like um, cardboard and mm. you would cut out these dresses that had these little hooks on it and you would just put the hook on the dress and that's how you would change the clothes. And I tell people all the time, um, the biggest problem I have with people that get headshots is I feel like that's what they do. They go back, they change their clothes. Oh, I'm going to be um, the thug this time. And they come out and they take a headshot. I'm like, no, when you are going to take a headshot, if you're going to be a serial killer, you need to tilt your head just a little bit different. You need, I need to see it in your eyes. I need to do that. So many people miss that when they're taking their headshots. And that's the difference between a strong headshot 
in a weak headshot. If that. you can look at your headshots and they all look exactly the same, except different outfits, you just, yeah, then it's just a lot yeah. of money. Then it's like that joke in um, the disaster artist when he, he shows up with all these headshots and it's just the same headshot, but like different, different clothes. And it, 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 it is real. That yeah. issue is real. I would say 90% of my clients, I have that issue with them. And I'll even, I tell them, look, when you go into a headshot um, session, you need to go in and own that session, have your shot um, list. Don't let the photographer take over. You're in charge. So if you have three headshots that you're paying for, you can turn that into nine headshots. You go in, example, do an army green t-shirt and put a you know, beige jacket over, depending on your color scan mm. or the background. And right there, you've got your casual business. Take that army green off, put your hair in a bun real quick. You've got your military. You know, put a pair of glasses on. You've got your, I mean, know exactly what you're going to do. And remember- Is there, uh, how, do, how should people sure. reach you? No, you can, more than welcome. Gonna, they can reach me okay. by, there's, there's, uh, they can go to IMDB. It has my email. It's Tammy at fivestartalent.biz. All spelled out, dot biz. And that's the best way to reach me. Um, if they're going to send me a submission- if they're sending me one that is generic, delete, delete, delete. I want to know that you know who I am. Because you. if I want to represent you, I'm going to show you. I want to represent you by knowing who you are. Return the favor. Exactly. Agreed. Okay, that about does it for part three of my interview with Tammy Wallace. I want to thank her for her time. Please like, share, and subscribe, and consider checking out the YouTube channel. As always, you can find me at Justin Yachts, and I will see you next time on the DMF. <laughs>